The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. My name is Lacey Makale-Koko, and I was the youth preacher for our 113th youth program that was held on Sunday, June 2nd, 2019, at a mother church located at 1043 Middle Street in Honolulu, Hawaii. At this time, I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on Station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on station Time Water Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of the God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple. Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, designated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on late Chief Pastor Willem M. Hansen in 1959. We continue the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in, in the hospital and convalescent homes, uh, you should need prayer or someone to pray over you. Please don't hesitate to call the number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Bring, con before continuing on the music portion of our telecast, I would like to introduce to you 
our announcer of our 113th youth program that was, it, I'll tell you a little about her. She is Kealoho, which means new beginning. Kealoho Hawi Kamahalo Hakuale. Kealoho was born in Honolulu, Honolulu on August 8, 2002. Her parents are Mr. Edward H. Hakuale Jr. and Miss Jocelyn D. Bautista. She has three sisters, Hokuli'ili, Laakea, and Kalima Pule Okalani Hakuale. Her paternal grandparents are Mr. the late Mr. and Edward H. Madeline Hakuole Sr. And maternal grandparents are Mr. and Mrs. Elipidio and Lolita Bautista. Kealoho was baptized in Jesus' name on August 9, 2009, at the Mother Church in Honolulu. She was a faithful student in Associate Pastor Robert Carter Sr.'s Sunday School class. She was recently the announcer for the 2019 Sunday School Department Easter program and did an outstanding job. She is involved in many activities in the gospel's work. She participates in the youth orchestra and the youth choir and is talented in playing the guitar and ukulele. Kealoho is currently a senior at James Campbell High School. She is currently the president of the Pacific Asian Affair Council Club. Her favorite subject in school are history and math. After she graduates from high school, her further aspiration is to attend Vanderbilt University and study law. Kealoho is currently employed by Philip Liu and works as a teacher's aide. She enjoys spending time with her family and friends, playing her musical instruments, cooking, and doing crossword puzzles. Kealoho counts it an extreme honor to be chosen as the 113th Youth Announcer. She gives thanks to the Lord for this opportunity and thanks Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., the trustees, the prayer band warriors, the saints of God, her parents, and family for their love, help, and support throughout the years. So without further ado, may I present to you Kealoho Hawi Kamahalo Hawi. Kealoho. Thank you, Lacey. Before beginning the musical portion of the 113 youth telecast, I would like to take a moment to wish all the grandparents, present, past, and future, a very happy Grandparents' Day. You have given of yourselves and unto others the time and knowledge of life's teachings and compassion, but more importantly, your unconditional love. May you and all of those you love so dearly be blessed with God's grace and love pressed down and overflowing. For the first selection, the youth choir led by Mrs. Tiari Summers will now grace us with the song entitled, I Sing Because I'm Happy. Accompanying our youth choir will be Seth Makana Asano Sr. on the piano. I sing because I'm happy. Because I 
We should all rejoice, for God watches over us all. The Youth Orchestra, under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., will now play a selection entitled, Take the Name of Jesus with You. Thank you, Lord, for the youth orchestra and their wonderful ukulele talents. We turn our attention to today's vocal soloist, Abigail Asano, a sixth grader of Moana Lua Elementary School, who will sing for us the song entitled, God Will Make a Way, under the direction of Ms. Pohaku Carter, 
Accompanying Abigail will be Mrs. Tiari Summers on the piano. God's Word tells us that all things work together for good to them that love God. I believe that God can turn it around for good and make a way where there seems to be no way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. to his side with love and strength for each new day he will make a way he will make a way God will make a way where there seems to be no What a beautiful testimony, Abigail. Thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful talents in the Lord. For their final number for this morning, the beautiful voices of the youth choir will sing the song entitled, Such Joy.
Thank you, Youth Choir, for that heartwarming rendition. Now, under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., who will also be the piano accompanist for our instrumentalists as they play the song entitled, When We All Get to Heaven. Playing the vibes, we have Hannah Asano, a 12th grader, and Seth Makana Asano Jr. on bass guitar, an 11th grader, both of Kamehameha Schools, Kapalama. Donovan Carrillo, an 11th grader of Roosevelt High School on the guitar, and lastly, Playing the ukuleles will be Shayla Spotkaf, an 11th grader, also of Kamehameha School's Kapalama, and Lemomi Grimes.
Thank you for that invigorating selection, students. Coming up next will be our most enthusiastic group, the Young Crusaders, under the direction of Miss Christy Hahn, who will sing for us the song entitled Happiness. Accompanying our Young Crusaders will be Miss Iris Lop on the piano. It is with great honor to dedicate this wonderful and uplifting number to Mrs. Lily Bassett of Oahu, Hawaii. We pray that your day be blessed with God's love, pressed down and overflowing, with strength and joy in the Holy Spirit, as he continues to shower you with his blessings in this life and that to come. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you, Young Crusaders, for that reminder of happiness to keep deep within our hearts. Well done. Before returning the program back to our youth preacher with our telecast schedule of announcements, I would like to share a little background about her. Lacey Makalekoko was born in Honolulu on September 10, 2000, and is at the exciting age of 18. Her parents are Mr. and Mrs. Herman A. and Paula P. Koko. 
Her maternal grandparent is the late Mrs. Elizabeth Puckert. Lacey is the middle child of three, older sister Macy and younger sister JC. She was baptized on September 16, 2007 at the Mother Church in Honolulu and filled with the Holy Spirit on March 22, 2019 at the Molokai Branch Church during the 75th anniversary celebration. She faithfully attends Sunday school and is a student of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr.'s Teen 3 class. Lacey is a recent graduate of Nanakuli High School. Go Hawks! Her favorite subjects are math and science. She aspires to be an early childhood educator and plans to attend Leeward Community College and major in early education. Lacey would like to thank the Lord for giving her the opportunity to read the Word of God. She would like to extend a very special thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and the trustees for their prayers, and the honor to have been the youth preacher for the 113th youth service. Lacey was very honored when she was asked and gladly said yes. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, she thanks her dad, mom, and her two sisters for always being there for her. Thank you also to her immediate family and the family of God. She loves you all. And now, it is my distinct pleasure to return you to our 113th preacher, Lacey Makale Koko. Lacey? Thank you, Kealoho. At this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. That these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more about know more about our gospel's work and view a Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel service here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and divine healing service starts at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedules are is observed by our neighbor island branch churches. Our services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Olivario in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinoy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lena K. Y. Asano in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Aspera in Bologo, 
Pigawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Aspara and President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire voluntarily to contribute to, to part of this and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, it gives me a great pleasure to introduce to you Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Lacey. Saints of God and friends, wasn't that a superb performance by a superb group of young people in a fantastic exhibition of talent? And all for the glory of the Lord as we share today's telecast of our 113 youth program with you. Our heartfelt thanks go out to director Ms. Rose Bahaku Carter, who utilized her gift of organization in orchestrating our youth program, and her talented and dedicated host of assistants, Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., the youth orchestra and the instrumental director, Ms. Christia Hahn, Young Crusaders Director, and Mrs. Tiari Summers, our youth choir director. We would also like to acknowledge our talented backup musicians who willingly respond to all those who need assistance. Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., Mrs. Tiari Summers, Mr. Seth Makanasano Sr., Iris Locke. We are grateful to Associate Pastor Walter Ivan Spodkaff Jr., who wrote and directed our gospel skit, Lunchtime, which is coming up very soon. Finally, appreciation is extended once again to our very talented and reliable and gifted sound engineer, Associate Pastor Dean Carrillo Sr., along with his assistants who ready the microphone setup and the sound system for our church recording sessions and every aspect of our musical programs. It seems like just saying thank you is not enough, but we do so with much sincerity and earnestness. What would the situation be without such wonderful and caring people like you, who for the glory of God are so willing to endure personal sacrifices to make this youth service program not only possible, but also special. The Lord blesses you and keeps you for your incredible labor of love. Your labors of love and sacrifice will not go unrewarded in the eyes of the Lord. You all deserve a five-star applause. It is true, viewers, the Bible is an amazing and formidable resource and tool. And if you have not yet made the discovery, I want to assure you it is filled with material that is necessary to sustain a strong spiritual life and special ways on how you can serve and please God. If your Bible has been pushed aside for a long while, why not brush off the dust on it and begin to reinstate it right now as I present my sermon and invite you to join me today in the reading of God's Word. What a wonderful way to begin the message the Lord has given me and which I have entitled God's Way of Teaching. Today, we are lined up with the biggest business in the world, God's business. We are preaching the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God to the whole world. The main purpose of this precious endeavor is to see souls saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and walking in the light until Jesus comes in glory for his own, those that are water-washed, blood-washed, and spirit-filled. Before World War I, Germany had many great universities. Many of the scholars in America felt that they had not received a complete education until they had received a PhD degree from one of these universities. Now, these schools were materialistic, skeptical, modernistic, and atheistic in their teachings. This philosophy brought on the war, the philosophy that might is right. Paul tells us in Colossians 2, 8-9, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, that is Christ Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The teaching of philosophy is mere human teaching and is not in agreement with the scriptures. When the American scholars returned to the United States, a wave of modernism soon filled America. The schools were saturated with a new thought, unbelief, and skepticism, and they have been so up to the present time. 
These ideas soon reached into some of the pulpits of the land, and many which were lighthouses for God's truth broke away from their faith and were swept out into whirlpools of doubt and unbelief. Since then, our country has suffered because of the wrong kind of teachers and doctrines. It is the teacher that makes a student. Do you know what to know the kind of teacher Jesus was? Just look at his disciples. They went out and sacrificed their lives for the gospel and Jesus. It was said of them that they would turn the world upside down. Again, it was said of them, see how they love one another. They had learned the great lessons of life from Jesus. One philosopher has said, Jesus did more to soften and regenerate humanity than all the philosophers or teachers who ever lived since the world began. Of course, there were a few exceptions. Many men of God who were great humanitarians, great philosophers, and great scientists sat at the feet of Jesus and learned of and from him. Today, Jesus continues to teach. Let's read Matthew 11:25. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and I know no, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Paul tells in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, 5, that his preaching was not with flowery language, but a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Today, we find that the majority of people feel that the chief aim in life is to gain the external things. So they spend their money, time, talent on the material things to show their success in life. The Lord rebukes greediness as we read in Luke 12, 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Again, we read in Luke 16, 15, Jesus said unto them, Ye are that which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. A man wants a good home, a nice automobile, TV sets, and security in his old age. There is nothing wrong with his desire. These are not the evil things. But often a man gives it the best in order to gain the good. A child of God might be wrecked in his job. That's okay. But if his job keeps him from going to church, that's not right. Many people are doing things which are all right in themselves, but they are just not the best things. God wants you to enjoy life, but your spiritual responsibilities comes first. Anything that comes between you and God is wrong. So put Jesus first in your life. What are some of the internal things? Well, there is peace with God. Isn't it better to have that than an abundance of material things? Jesus promised us peace in this life and that to come, as you read in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Therefore, let Jesus come into your heart, and he will give you the deep set of peace that the world cannot give. Isn't it wonderful just knowing that you are God's child and that he cares for you? 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Then there are the gracious mention in the Bible, as we read in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. When the Spirit controls the life, he causes the graces just named to grow in that life. Growth is gradual, and more growth will appear in some believers than in others. For true growth, we must abide. That is, keep fully yielded to the Spirit of all the time. The fruits of the Spirit are worth more than silver and gold. If Jesus were here today, he would say, I want you to have all the comforts and conveniences of life, but the spiritual things brings far more satisfaction.
You know something? Anxiety is simple because it shows that we don't trust in him. If we trust him, then we should not worry. If we worry, that means that we don't trust. When we think of all that he said about caring for us, shouldn't we trust him? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 26, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? He also said in verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. He said that God took note of the sparrows for him, that we are worth more than the sparrows. He said that he would be with us until the end of the way, that he would never leave us nor forsake us. In view of all these promises, isn't it simple when we don't trust him? Yet when tests and trials come, we fly into the face of God and say, why is this happening to me? Just remember that God is a prayer away and he's always there. A close friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Yes, the arm of flesh will fail you, but we can trust the mighty arm of God. Anxiety is not always simple, it is needless. When I was growing up, I wanted to be tall and handsome. Then I read in the Bible that no one could add anything to his stature by worry. That settled the matter. Worry aggravates the problem. It does not help us in time of trouble. We worry and struggle. What we need to do is simply to run loose and fall into the everlasting arm of Jesus. Yes, Jesus teaches us that we ought to trust more and worry less. A man may be down, but he is never out. There is a saying, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Look at Peter, who wept bitterly when he denied the Lord. If ever a man felt that it was all over, he did. But Jesus, full of compassion and mercy, gave him one look of love and forgiveness, and he went on to become a great servant of the Lord and the Prince of the Apostles. If he had decided to throw in the towel, he would have gone down in shame. He was down, but he did not take the full count. He bounced right back up again. One day I was listening to the broadcast of a football game. Suddenly the announcer cried out, Frank has the ball and is running the wrong way. In the scramble play, he had scooped the ball, had lost his sense of direction and was running toward the opponent's goal. One of his teammates tackled him just before he scored for the opposing team. Frank was saddened and humiliated by the experience during the half. He sat in the corner of the dressing room weeping and crying out that he didn't want to live. But his coach said, Frank, the game is just half over. I want you to go back in there and give it your best. Frank never forgot those words. We also make mistakes. We often run the wrong way, but our great coach Jesus always gives us another chance. Remember, there's no one perfect on this earth and we are not boarding in heaven. However, try not to make the same repetitious mistakes. We all learn by our past mistakes. We can reach out to Jesus because he will help and give us a new start. Do you hold some position in the work of Christ? Are you working for the glory of God or for the praise of men? Some workers are faithful and active as long as they have the praise, but they quit when the praising stops. Proverbs 27.2 relates, Let not another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Jesus spoke of two men praying. One trusted in religion. One knew he was a sinner and needed a new life. Reading Luke 18, 9-14, two men went up to into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, the other publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thus we see the publican receive mercy, but the religious man, because of his bragging, received nothing. If more of us would show forth Christ in unselfish service, our lives would count more for him. 
At this time, viewers, I'd like to direct your attention to a most enlightening skit entitled Lunchtime, featuring four talented young individuals. They are Jordan Lucas, a senior of Kamehameha School's Kapalama, as Greg, Noah Asano as John, Jazlyn Lucas as Jennifer, both freshmen who also attend Kamehameha School's Kapalama, and Kalima Hakoole, a seventh grader of Ilima Intermediate School as Lisa. Two co-workers are eating lunch when one of them notices that there are two ladies waving at them. Hey John, I think those two ladies are waving at you. I know them. Praise the Lord, Sister Jennifer. Praise the Lord, Brother John. Praise the Lord, Sister Lisa. Praise the Lord, Brother John. What's all that about? That was a force of habit. Whenever people from my church greet each other, we always say praise the Lord without even thinking about it. That's how we were brought up in our church. It's second nature to us already. Mind if we join you guys for lunch? Please do. I'm Greg, by the way. I've been working with John for quite some time now, but I had no idea he went to church. But I guess it does explain a few things, like why I never hear him swear, or why he seems to be so patient. He's actually very well liked by everyone in the office. That's good to hear. Lisa, John, and I was actually in the same Sunday school class since we were toddlers. We all grew up together in church. You guys are hardcore. I think the last time I was in church was when I was baptized as a baby. In our church, we wait until a child is old enough to understand right from wrong, which is at least seven years old before they are baptized. You need to be old enough to believe. A baby isn't old enough to believe. So Mark 16, 16 cannot be satisfied by a baby. Hey guys, I have my book with me today. Let me read it for you. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So that basically says that if you don't believe, you'll be damned? Yep. Unbelief is the greatest sin in the world today. I know your parents believed in God because they made the effort to get you baptized. But you, you were just too young to believe, and you wasn't fully immersed in water. They simply did not know about some key scriptures in the Bible which state that there is only one baptism. That's in Galatians chapter 5, verses 4 through 6. In John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus explains that we need to be born of water and of the Spirit in order to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Baptism actually comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to fully immerse in water. To be born of water means to be baptized by immersion in the name of the Jesus Christ. And to be born of spirit means to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is found in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You also need to repent of all your sins. Repentance is to be honestly sorry for the sins that you have committed in the past. This scripture has two promises. The first promise is that Jesus will forgive you for all of your sins, and when Jesus forgives, he forgets. The second promise is that Jesus will fill you with the Holy Ghost. This is only evidenced by speaking in an unknown tongue or language, as shown in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Wait a minute. Didn't Jesus say in Matthew 28, 19, that we had to be baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost? See, I paid attention to at least one thing I heard my mother tell me. That's very good, great. Yes, Jesus did say that. But in the scripture, the word name is a singular, not plural. Referring to only one saving name, not three, 
also Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not even names. They are just titles. Think about it like this. We both have some titles of our own. We're both men, we're both sons, and we're both workers. If you called out to one of those titles, either one of us could answer. But if you called out my name, only I would answer. Just like God. He has many titles and manifestations, but he is one person. And his name is Jesus. This is confirmed in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. There is only one God, not three. And furthermore, there is only one saving name, not three, which is confirmed in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So you see, Acts 2.38 actually satisfies Matthew 2.28.19, Acts 4.12, and John 3.5. It's all there in black and white the only correct way to be baptized. Thanks for sharing all of your Bible knowledge with me. I'll be sure to come to your church one day to be baptized. That's very good news indeed. But you do realize that I'm going to remind you every day, right? And if we don't see you in church, we're going to remind John as well. It, will, it was really nice meeting you, Greg. I hope that you'll be part of our little group here, not only in this life, but that to come. That's very nice of you guys to say. I'll be sure to come this Sunday. John did come to get baptized the following Sunday, and now they all have lunch together every day and encourage one another to be filled and refilled and to live a life without sin. The end. Weren't they terrific? It's always a pleasure to see our children be a part of God's growing gospel work. And now back to my message. Yes, if Jesus were here today, he would say as he did near 2,000 years ago in Mark 8, 35-37, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life, and for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Therefore, the way of real happiness is the way of service to others in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to Psalm 144, 15. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Work for the praise that comes from above, which is sweeter than all the world, and let nothing turn you aside from it. Here's one of the greatest promises, as is in the Bible, as you read in Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus was simply saying, invest your life with me and you will receive dividends here and thereafter. His ministry is the most enduring in the world. If you were to look back over the years, you would notice the many changes in every city. Businesses which were once were strong no longer exist. Banks which once were bulwark of safety have gone broke. But God's business never fails. It has been going on for years and it grows stronger as the years go by. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls gladly received his word, were baptized, were filled with the Holy Spirit. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship in breaking of bread and prayers. We read in Acts 2, 44, 47, And all that believed were together and had all things common. This is sometimes called first-century communism. It is different from communism today that the early Christians were unselfish and unreasoned. What is mine is yours. Today, selfish communism claims that what is yours is mine. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, not a church, daily such as should be saved. This is the first mention of the New Testament church of which Jesus Christ is still the head. He tells us to get into a right relationship with God. He tells us to go into a right relationship with our fellow man. He tells us to put eternal things above temporal things. He tells us to get lined up in the biggest business in the world, which is the salvation of souls. 
Moses died just before the children of Israel crossed over Jordan to the promised land. Joshua was given the command. A tremendous burden fell upon him, but God spoke to him and said, Be strong and of a good courage. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Now, if you follow Jesus, you will hear him say, You have fought a good fight. You have been faithful to me. Well done. Enter to the joy of the Lord. We're also celebrating Grandparents' Day. And would like to discuss through my grandparents' day message. My heart is good and wishes to every grandparent of the Lord. A grandparent's love is next to God's love, fathomless, deep, and everlasting. It seems more and more celebrations for one thing or the other are being established. Why shouldn't the grandparents be honored? There is no question that grandchildren are the pride and joy of grandparents. It seems that they shower more love upon the grandchildren than upon their own children. Grandchildren can do no wrong. Listen to Proverbs 17, 6. Children, children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers, which of course includes grandparents. Therefore, children, respect your grandparents when they are old and gray. Proverbs 20:39 reads, The glory of young men is a strength, and the beauty of old men is a gray head. Leviticus 19.32 says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear the God. I am the Lord. There is no question that grandchildren are in heritage of the Lord. We read Psalms 127.3-5. Low children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is a man that hath his square full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Does the word quiver suggest that parents should have at least five children? Children are like olive plants. They keep multiplying. God promises that we shall see our grandchildren in our lifetimes, and they shall follow our footsteps in the service of the king. The psalmist tells us that when grandparents become 80 or older, they are often forgetful of faces, names, places, and sometimes even forgetful as to whether they zip up or zip down. People say they grow gracefully when one is old. It's wonderful. However, the Word of God tells us that it's nothing but labor, sorrow, aches, and pains. Listen to Psalms 99-10. For all of our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us the number of days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Solomon of Jerusalem said, In my opinion, nothing is worthwhile. Everything is vanity and futile. In other words, eventually everything becomes empty, for they do not maintain any permanent value. In all probability, they will lead to frustration and a more grievous end, a life apart from God. Even if we go through some experience of transitory joy, it is nothing compared to eternity. For in time, we will die, left with no choice but to leave it all behind. It is appointed for man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Words to this effect can be found in Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8. Grandparents, do not let the excitement of being young cause you to forget about your Creator. His fears honor Him from your youth. For when the evil years come, you will no longer experience joy in living. It will be too late when you try to remember Him, for your old age and tired eyes will be able to only dimly behold the magnificent light of the sun, moon, and stars. There will be no more silver lining left for you among the clouds. Read in verse 3, In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because there are few, and those that look out of the windows are darkened. The process of growing old is comprised of supreme beauty and universal appeal. In the scripture we just read, the keepers of the house may be likened to the hands, the strong men, the leg, the grinders, the teeth, and those that look out the windows, the eyes. 
Summing up everything in the scriptures tells us that there will come a time when our limbs will tremble with age and our strong legs will become weak and our teeth will be too few to do their work effectively. And of course, the eyes will become weak and glasses will be quiet. In verse 4 we read, And the door shall be shut in the streets when the sound of grinding is low. And it shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Phrases like the doors means the ears, while the sound of the grinding signifies the hum of the conversations in the household. Another vivid phrase, rise up at the voice of the bird, may refer early, either to the early rising or the high thin voice of the age. Reading verse 5 also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail because a man goes to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. This verse tells us that the age, being afraid of that which is high, are very cautious in situations requiring equilibrium, as the sense of balance weakens with the age and tottering becomes a way of life for them. Other figures complete the description. The almond tree with its blossom may be the white or gray hair of old and the age. The grasshopper being a bird possibly portrays extreme weakness. Desire suggests a waning of vital forces and the long home may well be the grave. Verse 6 states, or if the silver cord is loose, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is broken at the fountain, or the wheel is broken at the cistern. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken, and the pitcher is broken at the fountain, the wheel is broken at the cistern. Verse 7 says, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. However, vanity of vanity, said the preacher, all is vanity. Most of us who are true born-again Christians can thank our grandparents for leaving us a valuable and godly legacy as Timothy received from his mother and grandmother. His mother and grandmother, full of tenderness and faith, and diligently instructed him in the scriptures and trained him to come hope for the coming of the Messiah. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, My dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am all persuaded in thee also. Read in 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 15. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Therefore, grandparents, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Yes, if you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. To bring our 113 youth program to a close, we will have our youth orchestra playing for us the song entitled, He's a Wonderful Savior to Me.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.